Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on Big Exposed Radio by way of my living room. Uh, <laughs> but I am here today, and I am really excited. We have a special guest, uh, Miss Whitney, uh, and she'll be joining us shortly. Uh, but first of all, uh, I've been watching a ton of movies and TV and all those things for my binge worthy podcast. And um today I watched a, a video. If you're a cat lover, Marnie, you're a cat lover, so you may not enjoy this, but it's called Don't Fuck with the Cats. Oh, I love it. And people are weird. They do crazy things without knowing. They don't understand. And I would say, Monty, because you're a, a cat person, don't watch this because you're going to be pissed off and they already caught him and all that, but it's on Netflix, so <laughs> it's just weird. It gives you real... It's, it's a little bit like that that uh, a series that came out about the guy that kept all the wild animals. It feels a little bit like that, but this guy was like a real serial killer who was um, addicted to the movie Basic Instincts, so he created this whole elaborate like plot and end up killing a man at the end. It, it was just weird. He just wanted to be that lady. That's all. Um, but also, in addition to that, I have some really good, great, 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 great news. Um, Vashti Blue Jewelry, you see the little emblem down at the right hand side of the screen. Um, we are holding a raffle. So for every purchase you make on our website or in person, because I do a pop up shop every Friday and Saturday. Um, and more information is that more information on that is on the website. Um, so go to www.bashtabluejewelry.com uh, and you'll be able to see the information or you can shop. So for every purchase you make, every item you pr- purchase, you get an entry into a raffle to win a hundred dollars. Um, so uh, get that money, get that money, you know, before I change my mind and I go on Amazon and I spend it. So you get a, a a gift card with $100 on it. You can spend it any way you want to spend it. Uh, but if you for every purchase you make, then you'll be in a raffle to be able to win that $100. We already have a number of people. So thank you to all my supporters that are faithfuls that come on out. Um, and like I said, we do a pop-up shop um, uh, at 36 West 25th street every Monday and Friday between 12 and five. So you can come on out. It's very safe. It's open air. Um, I only let a couple people in at a time and you come in and you buy your stuff and say hello to me and be about your way, you know? Uh, so that is uh Vashtop blue jewelry, www.vashtopbluejewelry.com. Um, I have some other things coming up associated with the jewelry, um, uh, um, event that I'm going to be a part of. It's like an online social event. Um, and that's about it for the announcement right now. I have a couple more, but I'm gonna save them until the end. Uh, but without further ado, we have Miss Whitney joining us. As my special guest today, how you doing today, Miss Whitney? How are you? I'm doing great. So, can you start off? She's been on here a couple of times, but can you start off with telling people who you are and uh, about that lovely voice of yours? Oh, hi, <laughs> hi guys. I'm Whitney Chantel. I'm a singer, songwriter, actress in the DMV area. I'm an independent artist. I also do makeup and like family vlogs and things like that on youtube and i've been here a couple different times but i'm excited mm-hmm. to be 
No. This is her first time on our virtual platform. Yeah. She's been to our station um, a couple of times. And because of this COVID-19, we're here at the station. And I'm not complaining because I do have space to call my own. Right. Uh, but um, she's... I liked your energy. Most times you meet performers and they're either real standoffish or <laughs> they're a little aloof. Uh, mm-hmm. But you have a really nice, pleasant personality. You're very professional and you're talented on top of all of that. Um, and last time I met you, last time you came to the station, you was a new mom. Uh, yeah. So she's had a baby in all this time. And uh, so let's start off with how has this pandemic been for you? How have you been able to continue to do your work and and still promote because I saw the music videos and you've been photo shooting it up. So you ain't stopped, yeah. but how have yeah. you been able to kind of um, deal with this pandemic? So the pandemic in the beginning was really, really hard because I finished my degree um, from mm. home. Um, I was too bad because I was used to doing online classes, but because I was finishing a musical theater um, degree, it was really, really hard because um, mm. how do you perform on through the computer was the question um that everyone had but you know us as innovators and talented creatives we found a way to make sure Mm -hmm. that our work done and now as you can see many other theater companies and artists are finding ways to get the job done and perform as much as possible um i also i haven't been working remotely i've been working out in the field (laughs) so um covid Mm -hmm. has been Definitely life changing. Definitely something that um, has impacted my life drastically because now my daughter sees masks all the time and she's not really, she's so young that she doesn't understand. Um, and I mean, I'm getting through. I'm still finding ways to photo shoot and music videos. And I just did a live performance from Fly Zone, which is in Baltimore. Um, and I plan on continuing to do that. Um, I mm-hmm. plan on continuing to to do interviews with um, media outlets like you who are able to still function um, yeah. from home. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely excited. I just did one of my first live concerts from Fly Zone, and that was really, really exciting. It went really, really well. I was able to still have a small, intimate um, audience and it really went really, really real, well. Mm-hmm. And the benefit of doing online concerts is that you still have that footage. So yeah. even if someone wasn't there to record it like you can put it on your website and people can you know watch it for like years to come so yeah i'm 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 loving how it's forcing artists to one work together yes um to think outside of the box because Mm -hmm. i think we realized a lot of artists realized how important our audience was because um even with a lot of the virtual events uh, at some points throughout this and in some places still, um, mm-hmm. there's a very limited to no audience. And yeah. we learned who are the uh, <laughs> the arrogant performers who was like, I'm not doing this because there's no audience there. Or, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, trying to figure out how to still give a performance without applause. I think this <laughs> humility is going to be a lesson uh throughout this, uh, towards the end of this pandemic, we're really going to learn how to be more humble and more respectful to our audience and not be so um, assuming and so entitled uh, when it comes to being performers, specifically performers, but artists in general. I think humility is definitely the lesson on the table. Um, 
in terms of how you work, because you do everything in-house. So how have you learned how to handle the business side of being an artist throughout this? Okay, so I'm going to first um, tag along what you just said. So um, it was really, really, actually, no, it wasn't weird, but it, I saw how people were freaking out mm-hmm. about not audience Mm -hmm. um but i feel like that just forces you because usually we're getting the theater space whether it's a stage or not Mm -hmm. um it's an energy sharing space so usually audience is giving you energy and you're giving that same energy times 10 back to them but what do you do when there's no audience it's Mm -hmm. more making sure all that energy that you have make sure that like you give all of that through this computer um i think a little it's a more of a push to make sure that people at home watching this gets get the get the show that they they are watching because they yeah. are voluntarily watching this they're not getting up and coming to a, a event no more it's not an event no more it's, but it's the same thing that happens if the lights go out or if the sound goes yeah. out or you don't have going. a mic yeah you just keep going um but see so, that's the theater i think in us that we yeah. understand that <laughs> Because Break things go live. When thing, anything is live, it is horrible. Yeah. So. But any other artist who wasn't trained to, to be a performer, I think it's a little mm-hmm. bit more hard because there's no audience there jumping around with you. You have to get right. that sh- if you right. don't know how to do that, it's a bit more difficult. Now, the business side, ugh, it's become a lot harder because, of course, I'm by myself now. Mm. Um, I've my team are my dancers like i it's me and my dancers and my husband sometimes okay. um and i've partnered with fly zone for most like production mm-hmm. situations um and i'm very like family oriented when it comes to that like the reason why i'm always here on your show is because i know you i'm comfortable with you and like <laughs> um, i've built that relationship with you um mm-hmm. and i think going forward i'm open into building new and uh, more relationships but because I'm by myself I'm very like okay I know that this person does this we've worked together before let's go back to them like that's dope um that mm-hmm. relationship with them is dope let's just build on top of what we've already had and I found right. that, that helped me um a, a lot more um being independent um mm-hmm. Especially in this time of COVID, um, my dancers are really my backbone. Like, no, they're not in the room writing the song with me. No, they're not in the room recording with me. But mm-hmm. when it comes to performing, I am a performer. Right. <laughs> I am a performer. Like, even in the studio, I have to act like I'm on stage in order to record a song properly. <laughs> um, and anybody that's been in the recording studio with me will tell you, Whitney cannot, like, the energy that she gives when she just sings the song straight through, like, she's on stage, is so unmatched to, like, mm. me just all the time like I can't do that I have to pretend like I'm on stage when I'm recording so like <laughs> having my sisters are super important to me because they're my support system my, they're my backbone those are my girls I love them to death um I even was told that I needed to get male dancers before not that I'm opposed to it but I'm such a girl's girl especially yeah. because I do so much when I was younger um mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of female friends so like having them like yeah. shout out and because they're such a great support system to me and they're always down like if i'm saying like oh let's have a concert tomorrow they're like all right what time are we rehearsing like <laughs> so, it's great to have that type of uh unconditional support around you that that just can that's consistent that you can rely on yeah so they are a huge part of who i am as an independent artist at the moment um and i'm always like so let's do it like let's let's shoot this let's do this let's do that mm-hmm. and 
always down for the ride and I'm so, so happy that I have them. Um, and am I, am I in a rush to get a manager? Hell no, <laughs> because I had one and yeah. it just, great. I'm such, I'm not a micromanager, but I am someone who likes to be involved in everything, yeah. especially when it comes to me. And I don't know yeah. if that's like the theater person in me. Well, because we had to do a lot of stuff ourselves, especially right. you you doing an academic theater. A lot of the stuff had to be done. Like you yeah. do your own makeup. You, yeah. you sometimes source your own costumes, you know, yeah. so you learn how to do things for yourself. Yeah. And it's hard right. to, it's hard to relinquish all of that to someone. Yeah. But you have to <laughs> find somebody who is willing to partner with you and not yeah. overlook you. And that's, I think that's the thing that you discovered yeah. uh, in your in your work. And, and right now you're still learning who you are. So mm-hmm. you can't, it's hard to ask for help when you don't know who you are. Exactly. And so now you're learning it. I see a more confident you. So Thank now you. people, people are intimidated by, you know, assertiveness, intelligence, talent. They, <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> they are. And, and we, we understand each other, but beyond that, just in general, um, mm-hmm. People are intimidated by that. So yeah. if they don't have those things themselves, it's very hard for them to accept it from someone else. So they have to, it's a control thing. So if I can control it, then yeah. I feel like I'm as talented or I'm as, you know, professional as you are. But Yeah. Mm. I just went through a situation like that not too long ago. Um, mm-hmm. But what I learned is that, you know, God makes those situations to show you who needs to be there and who isn't supposed yeah. to be. And it's no, yes, I love having my hands and all and everything, but that doesn't mean I'm not open to suggestions or help. I'm so open to collaboration and help yeah. and all that. But when it comes to something that like I've sat down and explained, like I want it this way for someone to come and say, no, that doesn't look right. Like that's where it's kind of like, mm. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's hard. And I'm, you know, even in doing radio for a long time, I've, always tried to get partners and individuals Mm -hmm. to come in and I'm thankfully I'm at a station where our owner who is kind of behind the scenes right now uh gives me that freedom to do it the way I like uh Mm -hmm. with with input of course but it's hard to somebody who is always been their own boss to Mm -hmm. come in and like you can't tell me who I am exactly you can kind of help me shape and mold it but you can't tell me who I am exactly Um, and that's well. That's people are learning from a, a a space of not knowing the business or not learning the business. So they're doing what comes natural to them. So yeah, it tells then, you a lot about a person's character. And then there's also like there's a um I think that's probably a different subject too. But just like a way of saying things. Like it's not like how it's not what you say. It's exactly how you say it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I'm an adult and everyone I work with is <laughs> adults. So mm. we can have a conversation where you're like, Hey, wit, that's not, I don't, well, I don't know. Hey, wit, um, let's try it this way. And if you don't like it that way, we can go back to the original way. Or then that, what, what is it that, that you want with? What is it right, that you, what you want? Right. Right. And then not, let me help you translate that. Right. Yeah. But so, I, I, I'm seeing that more in the industry. Now people are taking more ownership of their own identity versus yeah. letting a machine create them or exactly. crank out an image. Um, who, who wants to be that? Who wants mm-hmm. to be that? <laughs> Hey, Haraya. I think I'm saying your name right. I didn't... Am I rolling my eyes? Oh, uh, no, I'm not rolling my eyes. Uh, oh. But... <laughs> sorry, Haraya. 
but uh, I, I, I'm really, and I said this to you the last time you came on, I'm really pleased with just the growth. And I, I kind of keep up with you on your social media as well, but I'm very impressed by how you kept it moving. Like if there was things going on, we would never know because you just kept it, kept it professional and we kept seeing work come from you. Even throughout your pregnancy, we just saw you continue to work and still doing photo shoots and still, you know, giving us samples of who you are. And I know people who are miles ahead of you who don't, yeah. who aren't that consistent. Right. Um, Thank you so, so, so much. That's my husband and my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's life. This is real. This is Zoom right. life, life right now. <laughs> We're in virtual um, world. Everything is shown. Uh, but uh, how how has the new projects uh, been in, in terms of creating throughout this? Um, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so um, in terms of creating throughout this process, most of everything has been. I don't want to waste time and money because time is money. So yes. I really just sit um, and write everything first, and then I plan out how I'm going to use the studio time mm. um and i'm thankful that i had a partnership with an amazing studio so whenever i was ready to go in i could do so and then also mm. like building i'm independent so it's like i don't really have a budget just given to me so it's like sitting down and budgeting my entire life and still cutting out some to go towards my dreams because is for where I want to be at. It's going to take a little bit more money. Um, me being a mother and an independent artist and a wife is just like, let's let's compartmentalize and also utilize the resources that we have. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also lucky to not only be talented in singing and songwriting and dancing, but I'm mm -hmm. also talented when it comes to like makeup and hair and things like that. So it's like, I don't have to put money into that. I can just do that in-house. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And then it's also, yeah, it's been, it's been quite, Easy. It just takes a little longer. So the reason why my album hasn't been dropped yet isn't because I'm not working on it. It's mm -hmm. more so like it's going to take me a little bit longer because I'm doing it all by myself. And then because I'm doing it all by myself, I do, I'm I'm a perfectionist, and right. I will do I will record the same song fifty times if it needs oh, to wow. be. Before but I, I don't I don't like the new wave of artists feeling like they have to they're being rushed by the mm -hmm. audience yeah. and I don't like the audience rushing an artist because yeah. that's not how it's it's been in the past At because all. we used to wait you know yeah. and and one of the things that I every rapper or R&B singer that comes on here I always point them to the direction of gospel rock mm -hmm. and country music those mm -hmm. people live on singles not even a whole album but on singles for mm -hmm. four or five years and they yeah. make their money. A lot of it is touring, but a lot yeah. of it is them not being pressured to crank out the, music or, the, you know, because if you just put out something 10 months ago, creatively, I don't want to see something 10 months later because I don't yeah. feel like you're really giving me your all. You're giving me something that is a watered down version of what you probably could give to me. Yeah. So I don't I don't like that new world of kind of cranking out music and and feeling like you got to put out something. Yeah. And just to appease the audience that's in a microwave generation right now. But do you and, you know, you can definitely do things in between. That's why I like this pandemic, because it's given us an opportunity to show different sides of ourselves. Right. Without feeling like we have to rush and create something and show it to the world and mm -hmm. prove that we're talented. It's let, let us 
take our time and move through the process and not feel hurried along. Yeah. Uh, is it anything that you tried throughout this pandemic that you hadn't had time to do before? Um, creatively so or? creatively, I went back and started playing with my piano a lot more um, okay. around with different genres of music to write. Um, I think going back to your first, the, the, the last question, um, I think I'm in the middle because I feel like not that no one's watching me because I'm right. so thankful for the supporters that I have and they're, they go hard for me and I love them so, so much. And I'm happy that with anything that I put out, they support me. But um, I, I do feel like, um, I do feel like there's no rush for me because whenever I drop anything, that's when I'm going to drop it because I haven't put out much in three right. years. The, right. My last drop was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I'm not at all in a rush, but I do kind of like rush myself. Like I have fire under my own ass to get mm-hmm. something that's been three years. Um, but I'm also like, what you do put out needs to be of quality and needs to be of what you want. And what's because it's representing me for me. Mm-hmm. I'm independent of me. All but of you me. also have to live life though. Like I, yeah. especially music artists i want you to yeah. live a little bit i want you yeah. to grow it's not like an actor that i gotta find another job before this job is over or i gotta yeah. do another play or something but it mm-hmm. is really you have to you have to live life because i don't want people keep making up stories i want you to talk about your life and your your real experiences and yeah. not just you know just filling us with a lot of filler. So I, I appreciate you taking your time because I'm quite sure the person you were three years ago is not the person that you are today. So Hell now no. <laughs> when you write in, it's coming from a for real place. And it, that I think that is what we're missing now because a lot of people are writing from experience, but they're having to fill it with some fluff yeah. and, and nonsense to make it appealing when your mm-hmm. story alone is appealing. But if you the gave yourself the time to live and experience, then yeah, you would have been great. It was so crazy. Like, definitely, I'm definitely a different person from three years ago. I was just transferring to Bowie State from American University. Like, oh, just wow. a whole different, you know, cultural mm-hmm. school for me. A smaller um, school, too. FUI, a smaller school, which, mm-hmm. and Bowie, the culture there is just completely different. Yeah. Um, the art there is just magnificent and, and like the way that there's so much talent at Bowie and the way that they just do things fashion wise and just everything at Bowie is completely different, a different shit for me. That's the so, HBCU for you. That's yeah. why they tell you go. What? I just wasn't, H- I wasn't ready. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so moving forward, it was more so like is my daughter screaming? I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, she's with her father right now, but she's screeching. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely different. I was a younger, immature, just wide-eyed, bushy-tailed girl, and now I'm married with a daughter. Mm. And I and like even within the first year of my marriage, we've been through so much. So it's just like, yeah, the music that I'm gonna be putting out going forward is just a completely Three complete 180 from the music that I put out from crazy and emotions and things like that. Like I was crying over boy boys and now I'm I'm speaking from like a motherly, nurturing, mm-hmm. spiritually awakened perspective. So yeah, it's different. But that 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 says a lot about 
your that will say a lot about you and your writing because you are expressing that and that shows growth and it's not like you 50 years old still talking about chasing some some yeah, dude that, like that's uh, that's a little sad but that's life if that's your life i'm not judging you yeah you, you boo but it it shows a lot of growth especially if you incorporate that into your your music, um, just the growth. I, I just like when I see singing. That's why I don't like listening to a lot of stuff. And it's not shading any of the artists right now. But when mm-hmm. you're listening to stuff that you know this person has never gone through, and it's it's like, I mean, just I don't really even know a lot of the singers right now that are currently mm-hmm. out. When I just looked at the what was that the Grammys? Yeah, or I was I didn't know half of those people. It's I, always. I, for yeah. me, like for the past couple of years, it's always been like that. Like, who the hell are these people? Right. But they Grammys. Mm. So, yeah. I know this shit. What you know, in, in terms of accolades, because that's more of an accolade for performers. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for that level of it yet? That, or are you focused more on the work right now? Am I ready? I'm gonna I'm say yes because, of course, I'm gonna manifest that for myself. So yes, I'm ready for it. <laughs> But um, I'm really focused on like the quality of my work. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm also like I'm always learning and I'm always trying to perfect my craft and I'm always mm-hmm. trying to like I'm still getting voice lessons and I'm still working out every day so that when I perform I'm, I don't sound out of breath. Like I just had a huge change to my body. Like I'm 20 pounds bigger than I was before when I was performing. So like performing it's always the skinny people that's always talking about 20 pounds heavier. Like er, you can't even sell it. What what is it in your hair? Is it your hair that grew? Like it's my <laughs> like I can't keep calling me skinny though because I'd be looking at my pictures like Lord, you can mm. like put, put well that's good you eating. That's good. That means you got a yeah. hot meal in front of you every night. That's I good. Eat. because yes i eat very very well but it's just i don't know i think that's just like the society thing for me and also because a lot of i watch a lot of old beyonce interviews and michael jackson interviews and i read up about Mm -hmm. how they developed and trained so that i can do that for myself Mm -hmm. it's a great it's a great blueprint but i always for even for me as an artist it's not even what i tell a lot of my students Mm -hmm. but you have to define who you are and most of those people who we love that are unmeasurably talented, they mm-hmm. all were different from the next. You saw the inspiration that they got from others. Yeah. But they, were, they had their own voice. They had their own style. They had their own look. And, mm-hmm. and I think often we try to fit ourselves into it. Mm-hmm. And as a performer, for me, I, I've had to learn and without, so I wouldn't drive myself crazy how to be me. And right. unapologetically and just me consistently me because mm-hmm. we'll drive ourselves crazy trying to fit into somebody else's shoes yeah <laughs> that I, don't hurts. Think, I don't think i would ever want to fit into their shoes i mm-hmm. think I want to be trained that way like yeah. i think that's the way that for the entertainer that i want to be i want to be physically fit as an athlete i want my voice to be yeah. physically and like physically strong in order to do all of the riffs and the the chest thing that I want to do and the, my falsetto be just as strong as my my chest voice like that's what I, I want to be the best performer that right. I can I don't at all think that my music sounds anything like Beyonce's but I do admire her stage presence I do imagine I do um 
really love the way that she performs and I love her agility on the stage. And so I'm going to train myself to, to be at that level when it comes to performing, not mm. exactly like it, but yeah. I, that's where I aspire to be. Cause no one's performing like that right now, other yeah. than Doji, which is crazy to me. And oh, so- it's a certain name. Oh, sorry. Love you, Doja, for who you are. Right. I just want people to be authentic to themselves. I want people to be mindful of their their platform and how mm-hmm. powerful it is. So it's no mm-hmm. shade to Doja, but I just don't feel a lot of these younger artists are being consistent with themselves. It's all about getting the bag. And, of course. And that's and that seems to be it. It doesn't I don't see how it's fueling them because I don't care how rich or wealthy you are, it's not gonna make you a better person and it's yeah. not gonna help you clean up things that you've made mistakes with in the past. So mm-hmm. it's really important that we, you know, figure out who we are as individuals as this thing grows. And don't yeah. just don't just chase the bag because you'll be going in that circle forever. And I, I, I think we talked about that the last time we were here. Like, yeah, I don't think I'll ever mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever do it for money because I'm right now I'm doing it and I'm not getting no money. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not on money. Um it's just and yes I do think that I'm still in the process of learning who I am because mm-hmm. before like oh I can be sexy and that can just be my brand. But yeah. then I mom and a wife and it's like wait I can yeah. still be sexy but how do I do it in a way that still speaks true to who I am now? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I write music um, how do I write music in a way that allows me to empower other women who are also moms and wives to still be able to be sexy and sassy and classy at the same time? And being because true I- to where you are in life, you're still a young yeah. lady, so you still yeah. have urges, you know, you mm-hmm. have a new husband, so you have, but that balance of it. And that's, that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Just having that balance of it, like being who you are and being authentic in that. But at the same time, because your child not going to believe that they was immaculately concepted. So, but understanding (laughs) what, teaching us a lesson along the way. Like I I liken that, that concept to like a Toni Braxton. She was always sexual, but she was never Mm -hmm. like pornographic. Yeah. So she was able to still, and look at her, she's still topping the charts into her 50s now so that's a great inspiration and a a great vibe but it's a that's i think a lot of that was training though and we spoke before when you came on that whole idea of artist development that's not as significant anymore because they want you to come already prepackaged yes audience your own look your own everything and then they can just push you from that yeah so what's the so here's the question I have for record labels who do that like what is the work that you're gonna do for the like the money if I'm coming already packaged mm-hmm. like if I'm yeah. coming to the audience already you're not doing any work other than putting money into some promotions that I could have paid for some physical flyers and such like that but you know and I think a lot of and that's that's what I want to hear from artists like you mm-hmm. as you are growing I want to yeah. hear that conversation not just i gotta get this bag i gotta but no what are you i want to hear the conversations you're having i know we can't be in a room but i want to hear that reflected in say your interviews or your articles that's being written like what's the conversation because i think a lot of younger artists now they just i gotta get the bag by any means necessary so people not even they're not even cultivating the audience they just buying them i'm a body's likes i'm a body's audience instead of cultivating them 
Yeah. And I think that's what the entertainment industry turned into very, very quickly. Now, everybody can be a singer, rapper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. Nope. And it pisses, like, when it first started happening, it it used to piss me off so bad because it's like, there's people who, like me, who've been singing and dancing and acting since I was, like, born. And it's, it's frustrating that, like, people can just get on these platforms and have followers and be like, Oh, I'm a rapper now. I'm a singer now. Not right. even I haven't been doing it for only and a day. Twerk their, twerk their way through it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, but understand, understand also the way you were trained, um, mm-hmm. especially throughout three theatrically. Um, mm-hmm. That's a certain training that a lot of people this would not be able to handle. Look how many yeah. people were kicked out of the department or walked yeah. off and never came back. That's the type of training that most people can't handle. Most people can't handle constructive criticism. And yeah. for a theater artist, you're going to get it to your face. It's yeah. not even going to be a question of, you know, did that person say that about me? Because you go hear it being spoken mm-hmm. directly to you. And a lot of people can't take that constructive criticism. A lot of people can't. They don't know what rehearsal is. Oh, I got this. I'll be good. No, because you realize the day of all those lines go out your head because you didn't put the work into maintaining them and retaining them. But, you know, even look now, like your training probably helped you to be better prepared for this pandemic than the person who just wanted to be a singer because she saw such and such getting money for it. So. And then for real, for real, there's not a lot of money in music for real. Unless you can perform and you tour, there's not a lot of money in music. Like mm-hmm. you're getting like what two cent per stream. I mean, if you right. get a bunch, then yes, you you can make a good living off of music. But music is like a passion. Like you have to be passionate about it because it's not just it's not a quick fix. It's not a quick thing unless you you got people who already are in there and that can put money behind you. But yeah. But I just I had a conversation with one of my friends on another show and we I I gave him the comparison of a Whitney to a Mariah Carey. Whitney could sing circles around Mariah. Yeah. Whitney never wrote anything. She got she got producer credit for a lot of things, but that's still not writing credit. It's still not at the top tier of writing credit. So putting your this pandemic, a lot of people should have been putting their heart into learning to write their own songs versus trying to wait for somebody to buy them something or yeah and you can't do everything yourself i'm not suggesting that we just shut down the game and every artist do everything because you'll put a lot of people out of work but go into these meetings as a partner and not as an employee is Mm -hmm. very key because right now a lot of people are only fanning it up because (laughs) they didn't have anything they don't they don't have any royalties they don't have any (laughs) rights to any of their own uh, projects and that's beyond music, but you know, nobody yeah. wants to resort to OnlyFans. You yeah, know, I'm not putting them down, but you know, it does yeah. say a lot about you know their preparation. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? I've always um, advocated for me writing my own stuff. I've never, mm-hmm. even when I had management and they were trying to talk me into like getting songwriters, I was always against it because it's like, how can someone else write my my story for me? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have no problem with like teaming up with somebody and like telling them my ideas, and I, I write some of them. They say, "Oh, like give me some feedback on it." But to outright just say, "Oh, here's a song, you're going to sing it," 
I never felt comfortable with that. But see, that's because, control again. Understanding yeah. it's not just I don't believe in you, but I want to make the money. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's control. It's it's a control factor because I believe in your talent because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be working with you, but mm-hmm. I want to be the person that at the bottom line getting paid all the money. And you have to be willing if you're willing to deal with that, fine. But if you know you want you have a baby now and a family to take care of and you don't want to be keep giving your money to somebody who ain't doing no work other than making a phone call. Yeah. Which is significant. And it's not taking away anybody's job, but you really want to, you know, look at what that really is. That's control. That's that's somebody wanting to get paid off of you. Yeah. And not willing to say, well, let's let's write this song together or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's nothing wrong with somebody writing a song for you mm-hmm. every now and again. But if your whole album is full up with other people hits. <laughs> yeah. And you go you hungry right now. I see a lot of performers that are hungry right now because they didn't yeah. write. And these are big artists that you see yeah. with their cash app up on their Facebook live. And it's, I understand <laughs> the struggle, but. That's hilarious. Right. But with all the work that you've put into your career, you shouldn't be still at that level. Of yeah, getting donations. Hard. Right, <laughs> right, donations. right, exactly. But in, in terms of where you want to go with your your uh, music uh, mm-hmm. or your career in general, you know, how are you preparing for that right now? Um, Where I want to go. Um, I think... I really just had this conversation with my husband yesterday Um, because I have so many ideas and I want to do so many things. I had to narrow it down for Mm -hmm, now. Not mm -hmm. that I'm not ever going to do those things, but I had to really narrow it down so that I can focus on it and manifest that, that one thing first and then add those other things. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, of course I'm going to be a singer songwriter and I want to be a performer. That's the goal. I want to be a Grammy award woman winning performer. I want to be, uh, Oscar award women winning actress like those are things that I want to do that that's mm-hmm. the goal and how I'm preparing for that is just training every day I'm writing a song um whether that be recording my process because people want to see that um mm-hmm. I was told that people want to see how I how I song write or like people want to see my day-to-day life so I'm preparing for that time when it comes by just doing the work now doing taking each day slowly and just doing um some of the work now um going to the studio when i can um writing songs writing as many songs as i can whatever literally when i'm at work and i have a song or like a melody in my head i'll pull out my phone and record it like that's Mm -hmm. those little things are building up for the big thing like um i'm planning to drop a project next year um (laughs) at least some videos next year i'm planning a christmas show for December 17th. Um, mm-hmm. So those are the steps, the little tiny steps that I'm, I'm, I'm making for okay. that big goal of mine. And I can only take it one day at a time because I have so many things I want to do. Cause I also, when I get there or on the way there, I want to start advocating for women and talking about mental health and talking about mm-hmm. bullying, because those are things that are, I am passionate about. Those are things that I want to speak on so that younger women who were like me, who didn't have anybody to look up to could have someone that they connect with because yes, mm-hmm. the entertainment world has changed a lot. And so the, the not so classy woman is not shunned or shamed as much as she used to be. However, there is a woman in between there who isn't 
trashy or isn't you know out there all the way but isn't mm-hmm. completely like oh turtlenecks every day and mm-hmm. skirts mm-hmm. past my 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 knees um and <laughs> they don't really have a voice right now and i want to be that voice for them because i've been every woman that you could think of for real mm-hmm. like since i was 13 years old just mm-hmm. trying to find who i am in this world trying to figure out what love was trying to figure out what i needed in life and searching for love in life at a young mm-hmm. age not really knowing about it not really knowing not being taught anything or not yeah. being taught what a, a classy young lady was and happened to learn that by myself i want to be that voice for young women so that right. people don't have to go through what i went through <laughs> so that um my daughter knows better um, and can have me as a reference. I didn't have an idol growing up. I praised Beyonce, but she wasn't like me. She right. was a robot. Her father sheltered her and she didn't go through half of the shit that I went through. Right. So to have someone like me who's like, yeah, I went through that, but I got over it and what? And mm-hmm. yeah, um, I went through that and yeah, I, I can't, I did do that, but I am now here. Is that the type of content that you're posting on your YouTube now? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, it's more so recently it's been more so like vlogs of like me and my family. And then I okay. just did an interview with an artist that's a super close friend of mine named Princess Jazz. Um, I have an interview with her on there. She's an artist that I truly, truly like believe in. Um, that I've been working with for a, a while, but she's also a really, really close friend of mine and she's super, super mm-hmm. dope, super, super sweet. And she really loves musical theater. So I'm doing the best that I can to push her as much as possible. Um, as long as, as well as like putting, you know, doing things for myself as well, but also like any opportunity that I can create for myself, I make sure I do for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really into a while ago, I wanted to create a, rec- a record label, but okay. I realized that I'm not at the point where I'd be confident in my my own abilities to help other artists at the moment to do it. Um, so I'm just slowly but surely trying to figure out if I want to do that as well. Like I said, I have How about so many more different- of a, like a maybe like a charm school or I don't want to call it artist development because sometimes people get they get a little nervous because be they think people will be putting them in a boot camp. But oh, yeah. how about you know something where you're kind of helping them. Um, build themselves yeah you know and in turn the talent will come out yeah like a charm school you can definitely call it that it was a little ratchet from the you know bet days yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's necessary i think that's the part that's missing um from this and artists are being raw now but i don't think they're being real they're yeah. being, we're seeing, you know, their relationships and them going from this to that. So that's the mm-hmm. rawness of their life. But the mm-hmm. realness of it is how mm-hmm. they feel, you know, being cheated on in public or, you know, choosing a, a person over their career and then losing yeah. it all. And, you yeah. know, so the, the honesty is gone and missing, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of artists in general, not just the young ones, because the older mm-hmm. ones need it just as bad. But yeah. it's that that voice of 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 reason, you know, mm-hmm. and I I just like I missed a, a moment because I was I have mentors and mm-hmm. I, I don't see that as often. And the mentors mm-hmm. that are out there are showing them to do it their way versus, you know, cultivating the piece of talent that you have in front of you and mm-hmm. kind of helping them to connect all their pieces together and not yeah. just performance, get the bag get yeah. the big house, get the bag, yeah. you know, like yeah. 
that's not that's not sustainable, especially mm-hmm. with two cents off the dollar. That's not <laughs> That's yeah. not, you know, that's you're going to be renting those bags in those homes and you can't even afford to do that. But them, just, yeah. The dollar, you know, the yeah. way people are doing it now. But um, just just kind of cultivating who they are. Um, yeah. And maybe, you know, and that's down the line, but maybe I can, you know, we can talk about that a little bit more because okay. that's something that, you know, even throughout this, I've been doing some one on one lessons with people in terms of mm-hmm. training and mm-hmm. acting and public speaking and it really uh-huh. um it you see what people are lacking uh-huh. you know because there is a, even you know school and in, in being trained to be uh an actor we wasn't trained to be professionals uh-huh. we were trained to be actors professional actors yeah. and the business yeah. side was left for us yeah. to get as we got we'll figure it. it out right yeah. so you don't want people to keep going down the same roads that we've been through and dealing with shadiness or people yeah. who aren't really who they say they are. So it really gets difficult, you know, when you're having to do everything. So my level of support that I give to people mm-hmm. is based off me not having those things set up for yeah, myself. Definitely. So I, I definitely. think we need to infuse that into um, who we are, you know, definitely. giving of ourselves in that way. I definitely can relate with you on that because that's kind of how I got into helping other artists is because I felt like I didn't have the help. I didn't have mm-hmm. the support. So if I believe in you, I'm going to give you that help and I'm going to give mm-hmm. you that support and I'm going to create opportunities for you because I know how it feels to not have it. Um, and I feel like I would have thrived a, a lot more if I had that support because all right. it is in entertainment is support. Like you don't have to pay me, but if you share my stuff and if you like my <laughs> stuff and you tell your people, if you like me, that's enough as in paying me because it's like, at least in the DMV area, yeah. it's like a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. So Real it's clickish. like, right. You don't even have to pay me. You don't have to buy my song, but just mm-hmm. tell your friends that you fuck with it. And that's, yeah. that's you paying me. That's but see, you. that's difficult. People would, people will buy a ticket from you. And not tell nobody about you. That they or didn't, not, yeah. Or not support. Like, support for yeah. me. I was just watching something. Uh, I, I, my church sermon uh, is mm-hmm. online now. And that mm-hmm. was what the pastor was saying. She was saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking down all the church, you know, Instagram and all the things that I need for you to pay us, how you could pay us, Alvimio and all that. And I just want you to share this out to somebody. If you mm-hmm. just share it out, that is much more profitable and much more worthy uh, mm-hmm. of you as an audience and spectator mm-hmm. as it is if you just donated some mm-hmm. mop, some dollars to the church. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, don't you need the money? But we need people to hear it. We need people to. And then like right now, a lot of things are closing down because nobody is talking about, yeah. you know, the things that they're supporting. So that mm-hmm. place isn't really flourishing because of lack of support, you yeah. know, of residual support. Yeah, is it difficult for you to, um, in in terms of the support thing, is that something that has been difficult for you to cultivate, or how have you cultivated that level (laughs) of support? Um, if you would have asked me this like months ago, I would have been like, I don't have any support, (laughs) 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 but after like being grateful. For the mm. little bit of, like, not even, not to say, like, the little bit of support, but, like, being grateful for just one person liking my song. Being mm. grateful for just one person liking my pictures. One person liking what I'm doing. Like, that is enough. That's a support right there. Right. That's somebody 
saying, wow, I think she's really talented and I'm willing to sit here and watch her perform. And that's mm. enough because some yeah. people can't get that. Yeah. Um, and then I also realized like spiritually inside, like you have to be grateful in order to receive. Like you can't yeah. be ungrateful and still want more. Like, um, so I, I have a great support system. I have an amazing husband who supports me. I have friends who support me. I have a team of dancers who are down the ride for me. I have people on my Instagram who watch every song I have, mm -hmm. who love crazy, who repost it, who love emotions, who sing it to me all the time, like who want me to <laughs> yeah. sing it all the time. And but that's imagine, what we should focus on. I think a lot yeah. of a lot of artists should focus on that versus yeah, trying to and the, it, it's great to engage and, and expand your reach yeah but we do that at the cost of kind of pushing out the people who come to every show that's yeah. always looking at what's up being updated that adds yeah. to their you know fan list yeah. pay attention to those faithful followers it may be five yeah. of them but pay attention but hey, to that five because that five will always each one of them will bring somebody there. or tell somebody there. right look how many people yeah. are seeing you because of those faithful you know five in a corner versus those and five thousand fair weather that is only with you when you hot but yeah you know it 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 i think people get it sometimes some people get it um later than others but mm -hmm. i'm i'm proud of you that you've gotten it at this age because it's as a performer you know a lot of these lessons i didn't get till i was almost 30 or after 30 and mm -hmm. that's a hard time to really um to to really deal with it that way but mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about um what you had with the music that you're preparing for right now i know that the album itself isn't ready but Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about um, where you are. And while you're doing that, I'm going to run and get my charger. Okay. <laughs> because I just realized my computer not plugged up. So tell okay. us a little bit about where we can find you at on social media, one, and mm -hmm. then the new music that you have coming up. Okay, so I'm currently working on about eight to 14 songs for my album. Um, it's not completed yet but mo majority of the songs are finished um you can find me on instagram twitter um youtube at i am whitney chantel that is i a m w h i t n e y c h a n c e l and if you put my name in like google make sure the c h a n t e the e has a um has an asterisk over it um and l because there's two whitney chantels i know crazy crazy there's two whitney chantels um i'm the pop singer there's a whitney chantel that is a gospel singer um i'm the pop and r&b singer um it's crazy because my grandfather already also went through something like that when he was an artist but you know mm. we we just reincarnate so i'm just <laughs> him again um but yeah the songs on my upcoming album will be more so about like my family um about my life in general it won't just all be about love but of course there's some love songs in there some sexy songs in there as well but um it's more so like a growth um journey it's the journey through my but life is there any life. songs on there that you that stick out to you the most i have a song called questions and a song called lie to me those two are my favorite because it made me get out of the my box, which was talking about love. I mean, lie to me is talking about love, but it's more so talking about like knowing that someone is lying to you and knowing knowing that and being okay with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and for me to write from that perspective was definitely from experience. Um, 
And it was definitely from like a, do I want to be this honest <laughs> kind of mm -hmm. um, perspective? Yeah. Um, because it was a very vulnerable place that I was in to, to be honest that I po could possibly go through something like this. But I felt like it was important because I'm not the only one going through that. Like right. girls get lied to all the time and they know what's going on and they still stay. And it's like, okay, mm. I'd rather... I'd rather that yeah. than to have to start over with somebody else because I love you. Um, and questions was more so like an angry song. I was really, really angry with like life and family and friends. And I was like, how do I turn this energy into something positive? And I wrote questions and that was more so like to people who hate on me, to people who hurt me, to people who may think negatively about me, like that song is for you. And I think I sung both of these songs on my live my um, mm. concert um, that I just had. Um, you can find that in my bio on Instagram. Um, I am. I, I am, am Whitney Chanto. Yeah. It's at the bottom yeah. of the, it should be scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can find those two songs there. I definitely performed both of those songs. And I, I like, I, I, I tend to like showcase little snippets from my album um, before it comes out. So that, that, that was that. <laughs> How do you keep doing this at the level that you're doing it on? I don't want to know like your financial statements or your budget, mm -hmm. but how do you keep going and, um, and continue? Because it's hard. People yeah. don't know. Photo shoots cost money. Videos cost money. You know, space costs money. So how do you keep money. it? Um, I just pick and choose what's important and what's not important. Um, okay. I try not to spend money on things that is frivolous like I try not to just be like okay we're having rehearsal here all the time or what I do is I try to you know I'm a businesswoman you know <laughs> mm -hmm. I try to meet and make connections and build relationships with people that you know I can collaborate mm -hmm. with um and then that usually helps me and leads me into better positions to fund my career I do everything by myself if my husband's money is not put into this um it's all my money it's all me um so I just you know, pick and choose what I want to spend money on and what's important. And right now what's important is getting the music recorded and then performing. Those are the main things so that I can have content to give to my audience who is waiting on it. Um, mm -hmm. or for to people who just don't expect it. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's how I don't, I don't, I just hustle and then I save and I plan. That's about yeah. it. It and and, yeah. and you you just said it, you know, what the, the things that are significant to you, because yeah. I think that's what we, we go to first, like yeah. there's certain skill sets that you have. So you, you're not paying somebody to make you up every time, like you said yeah, earlier, mm -hmm. but again, you're not trying to, you know, wear the latest anything Hell just no. because it, it will look good in the video because no, no, no. ultimately are they, you know, you, you spending all that money to dance in some stilettos that you're going right. to wear down anyway. So what's why, why give the illusion that's not there? Because you know, that's going to force never, you to do things to to keep that up that you shouldn't yeah. be doing. And I've never been the type to spend like thousands of dollars on like a pair of shoes. Like I've always been mm -hmm. a very frugal woman when it comes to clothes. But I also have a lot of clothes and I mm -hmm. I have a lot of like cheap clothes, <laughs> not like cheap, cheap, <laughs> but like, you know, affordable clothes. Right. Um, like I make sure I get multiples of things that I can see my dancers wear and then we reuse them if we need to. Like I make sure that um, I have multiples of certain outfits so that they have. And then I also have like one outfit for me that, 
matches them, but is clearly the, the, the center outfit for myself. And I keep it for years. Like my closet is an entire room because I know that mm. I'm a performer <laughs> and I know that. And then I also like, I, I make wigs and I make sure I keep them for later, like, and reuse them. Like I mm. plan for those things so that I don't have to outsource, but I do have a stylist who, um, who has no problem coming out if I have the money and styling us, but mm. I do plan for that. Like if I go shopping, I make sure if I see something that's affordable, I'll take it, you know, keep it for later for a video shoot for one of my dancers or something like that. Um, so yeah, my closet is huge because I've been <laughs> saving clothes for years. Like I went to New Gallington and I saw how they kept a costume shop. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I yep. need to have a costume shop. <laughs> so yeah, yep. that's what it is. And yeah. I, I, and it, it's crazy, but I tell people to, even if you know acting isn't something you want to do, try to take some classes or mm-hmm. go to a community theater and do a production. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you'll see, even if it's as a, a techie or something, mm-hmm. see what it takes. Because, like you said, like I, most of my closet is costumes that that I'm holding for, you know, certain things or that know. I've done. You never know. Yeah. Uh, there's an emergency outside. Right. <laughs> but it, it really, it does, you know, you have to learn those things. Those are things that sometimes aren't a given that, that yeah. just come to you. Sometimes you have to learn those things. And yeah. and that's, it's, I, 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 I'm watching a lot of documentaries now and mm-hmm. I'm seeing a, that's a common thread. People spending money before they get it or you know, as soon as they get the first check, they go buy everybody a house and a car and, no. and not not thinking about 10 years from now. Or if there's yeah. a pandemic and we stuck in the house for 10 right. months, <laughs> what are we going to do? How are we going to live? And, yeah. and, and and people just not understanding it. And it's just money management skills. Um, yeah. Was that something that came natural to you being frugal or was that uh. a learned trait? It was a learned trait from my father because my father is very, very frugal. Like he's extremely, <laughs> extreme, like extremely frugal. And we laugh he, at people like that, but yeah. But <laughs> I learned that like there's a reason why he's that way. He has three kids, you know, and yeah. anything can happen to him at any point. So he's probably like that because he's planning for those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also taught me that like you have to work for what you want. One, two, make sure you save up so that if you have an emergency, you're able to cover it. Yeah. And three, um, put money towards the things that you want in life. Yeah. Because nothing that nothing worth having is free or easy. Um, so I used to be so upset with him. He would have the money to help me <laughs> and mm-hmm. not do it. But it was also because like he probably knew that I could do it on my own if I just put my mind to it and just right. like learning teaching me it's much better it's much better when you learn how to get it yourself it's more fulfilling and it it lasts longer when you do it yourself because now you know if you knew you just had an endless you know blank check over there it Mm -hmm. would not mean it probably wouldn't mean as much to you um Mm -hmm. now and you probably wouldn't have enough for yourself and your now family and it's it's lessons Mm -hmm. that some of those things is wish I wish I had had at a younger age because it, it would have saved yeah. me from a lot. But I, I see the value in it now, learning how to spend money and what to spend money on. And I'm yeah. I get more excited buying um supplies like throughout this. I had to kind of make a, a studio at home. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting more excited on Amazon. I'm looking through Amazon like ain't nothing. Amazon in here. got everything. 
for me. Like it's nothing. Like I didn't. I, I may have bought a couple pairs of shoes because they were on a deep discount. But mm-hmm. other than that, I bought jewelry supplies and art supplies and stuff to be a teacher and to build a studio. And those things mean more to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and those things are going to help me to be able to buy stuff that I want and not necessarily yeah. need. But yeah, it's 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 that's how you know you're getting you becoming mature because yeah. things like that mean more to you than buying a pair of jeans from Old Navy yeah. on Black Friday than they used to at one time. <laughs> yeah. And what also pushed me to be more financially aware is mm-hmm. I got scammed <laughs> in the beginning of COVID. I got scammed. Um, and that, that really opened up my eyes to say that money like comes and it really, really goes. And because of the, it also showed me that we're in a place and time where people will do anything to steal. Um, How did that feel though? Because I don't think many people, they've probably uh, been through that, but that feeling without, you don't have to tell us necessarily the story, but how did that feel? Especially if it was something that you wanted. I had so in the beginning of um, quarantine, I had a job and um, I got furloughed and um, I had been working there not for too long because I was pregnant prior Mm -hmm. to that. So I wasn't working there for too long, but they told us to sign up for unemployment. I had I had waited for this check for so long. I had even gotten a job. I had gotten a new job and just got paid from them. Right. Mm-hmm. And they had finally given me my unemployment check and it was like back pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had all this money. I was like, oh my God, my daughter's birthday. Like, yay. Like, I finally have money that like I can like pay. Blah, blah, blah. And I got scammed. I got a call and got scammed. Um, mm. and the feeling still hurts to this day. Yeah. Um, not because I don't feel like that money will ever come back to me, but it it just was like sh- like people don't give a fuck. Like yeah. <laughs> people just don't care. Uh, I think I just posted that today. Like what goes through the mind of a scammer when they are, you know, they're taking from people that are struggling like they are. Like, I, I don't, I understand. I, I don't agree, but I understand when you steal from somebody that's uber rich because yeah. you feel like they can get it back. But when you stealing from somebody that's right beside you, like that make like, it makes it some sense. It wasn't, Thank God, I just know how to hustle and I just know how to get a job. So I wasn't yeah. like without, without, but they took everything. <laughs> like yeah. they didn't leave me with nothing. Like they took everything. And I didn't even, I didn't even see it coming until after it was all done because the way that they did it was just like, it's scared. They scare you into doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know, to this day, it still hurts, but I don't feel like the universe is going to let that just slide i feel like the universe got me covered and i'm good like yeah. that money may be gone but it's going to come back to me tenfold and i don't they'll get theirs karma's going to get them you and know? You, but see it's you learning the lesson yeah that, makes that 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 karma don't answer possible. just anybody's phone call <laughs> oh no so oh, now no. like i get random as like calls and i don't answer none of them i don't answer not nobody if i don't have your number saved i do not answer so leave a message and if i know you i'll call you back but i don't answer nobody's calls like don't call me <laughs> if i don't <laughs> like mm-mm. no don't join that club don't trade places with where i've been nah. uh, because it's, it's something and i for some that's crazy but I just posted that on my Facebook earlier today, like this morning. And it's one, it came because, 
right now we everybody has gotten the auto insurance call and you know this the is passport in Texas. And what's funny is I actually lost my passport in Texas. So when they said that, I was like, oh shit, this gotta be real. Because usually I hang up the phone. But no, right. it was it was fake for sure. <laughs> it was fake. Yeah, it, it, but it but it's definitely something that I think everybody, especially right now, um, and it, it really forced me. I had to wake up because I almost got got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, it's it's not just shopping, but you're trying to buy supplies for your company and you happen upon something that is a good price. But always do your research, especially within the industry. Do your yeah. do your research. You know, people who don't have social media pages, I'm real leery of them because yeah. the first thing I do is try to look and see if we have anybody in common or somebody who I can be like, do you know this person? Have they yeah. been scammed by this person before? So that's the type of thing that I do now. I'm learning how to dig that deeper. Happened to me. <laughs> yeah, happened dig me. deeper. I knew someone I used to work with and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them your credit card. <laughs> but, but in terms of you now being able to be more in control of how you pick your team and how you pick uh, your content. Um, how does it feel now to really have ownership over over your creativity and your business? It feels freeing. Um, not that I've never. I only worked with my manager for a very short period of time. But mm-hmm. in the period of time, I realized I'm talented on my own. I do not need anybody <laughs> to tell me anything because I'm such a such a driven person that I'll just get up and do it regardless. Um, and I realized that. I don't want a manager. I want a partner. I want someone who's going to just partner with me. Don't try to control everything about me. And if you like, if you like me so much that you want to work with me, understand that like I do everything myself and I, I'm very passionate about doing everything myself. So mm-hmm. you come in and just be like, okay, yeah, we're changing all this. Cause it's not going to work. How are, how are you learning how to one X for all those things and require more so require all those things, but still trust the process. How are you learning how to do that? Or what work are you putting into preparing to trust? Anybody that I work with now, I outside of working with them, I talk to them. I, mm. I normal conversations, getting to know someone outside of work is very important when you're working mm-hmm. with them like this like it's very especially things that are personal personal to you um i feel like i have to get to know you first as a person what are your values what are your morals what can you bring to me to improve the situation and what can i do for you like what is the agreement also putting contracts in place is Mm. is is um yeah a hundred percent important to me when i'm working with anybody my dancers my stylist anything you have to be under a contract because i don't want you to look at me and say oh well you promised this and i'm like huh one yeah. i'm well because I, I do so many things so i sit down and i say so while we're working with each other what do you expect of me mm. and what i expect of you and then we come to an agreement and i type it up and we sign it and that that's what that is and we keep it um just because i've been in situations where like people say that i didn't hold up my end of the bargain but we've never even agreed on that so I just to cover myself, to cover mm-hmm. everybody sure that the transaction is not that it's transactional, but you you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like just to make the partnership yeah. easy. So everybody knows what their position is and what they're doing and what they're getting out of it, because I don't want to be looked at as 
someone who didn't uphold. I'm a woman of my word. I'm going to uphold my end of the, of the bargain. I'm not, mm -hmm. I don't want that to be anything that anybody can say about me. So I just make sure I put contracts in place. So that That's, doesn't it's so important. And it's something that, especially when we're familiar or we're <laughs> excited about what we're doing, yep. we often be like, Oh no, this is going to be cool. Like what could possibly go wrong? And then it does go wrong. <laughs> all your content belongs to someone else or, yeah. you know, that type of deal. And, yeah. and, and nothing was ever put in writing. Mm -hmm. And that's, I, I, it's something that I've always thought about and worked mm -hmm. towards, but doing this, me really going down and me kind of going through everything that I've done over the last like 10 years and realize mm -hmm. a lot of it could have been Perfect. much more productive or prevented had mm -hmm. I just had something in writing or it would have been an easier thing for somebody to come to me and say, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Like yeah. I, I've kicked out money for a film that mm -hmm. never got shot. And I had to pay, you know, how you, you doing a music video, you still have to pay deposits to people to be able to do stuff. Yeah. I had to pay all those deposits and still don't have a film. Like, <laughs> and it was crazy, but those people made a contract with me. So I had to uphold my contract, but this person got to skirt out and not, and be good. And it, it's something that everybody, everybody from the person who brings you something to eat, you know, you got a contract with Uber Eats. It says, if it's not delivered, you get your money back. Like that's, that's the expectation. You bring me right. my food and you get paid. Right. But you have to put that put that same lesson with the people that you're working with, even within your passion. Yeah. That's a hard, oh, that's a hard lesson. I'm, I'm yeah. raising my hand and I've <laughs> been guilty of, yeah. of going off of friendships and, and relationships and a feeling versus no, that needs to be in black and white. <laughs> Literally. Like I, like I said earlier, I love my dancers so, so much, but I wanted, when I, when I started working with them, I wanted them to know like what they're getting into, what their expectations of me and what my expectations of them were so that there were no gray areas so that yeah. no one say, Hey, what, or like, just keep me accountable. Keep me accountable. Yeah what our agreement is just in case I start slipping up or just in case you start slipping up. And it's not that I don't love them. It's not that we're not cool. That not that we're not friends, but at the end of the day, it, it is a business. Yeah. It is a business. And so even I can put, it's just like, like tilting off two different hats. Okay. Now I'm boss. Okay. Now I'm friend. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. so yeah. And I really had to do that because I went through situations where like I shot a music video and that music video is not coming out, not because I don't want to just put it out, but because there were people involved that made that situation uncomfortable for me. And I'm just mm -hmm. not, I'd rather just wipe my hands clean of it instead of going through, through that, were, you, were you safeguarded through that in terms of a contract where you had power over no, whether it came out? There was no contract. And the person that made the situation difficult for me wasn't even like a director or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It was just, um, they were helping me and I had been working with this person for a while, considered them a friend and everything like that. But you know, um, things happen and people's attitudes clash. Yeah. Um, and Unfortunately, some, there's no friendships in business. Yeah. But it's crazy because like I, I'm able to collaborate and be friends with people. It's just respect. It seemed like there was no 
I would say, hey, like I said earlier, there's it's, it's a certain way you say things, not what you're saying. It's not necessarily what you're saying. It's how you say it yeah, to me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They didn't, they didn't feel like they needed to respect me. That's all. And it's and 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 that happens a lot in this industry, yeah. and it's really um, it's unfortunate, and, and it. I'm just saying, if I knew half the stuff I know now at 37, that I when I first got into doing this professionally, even on the academic level, I would have saved myself so much money. But I'm I'm valuing the lessons that come because now I can see that in somebody and be like, nope. Have a nice day. I'm good. But, but unfortunately, there's no friendships in business. But, you know, because we can be friends once the, we off the clock. But in yeah. terms of us being friends doing this, it costs. And, and it's not even that in certain situations, it's not even that even us have ill intention. It's yeah. just the power struggle happens. So we it's rely like on our friendship to get oh. us out of it. But we both want to get paid after this. So <laughs> that goes we, out the window. Yeah. Or we both want. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's real. It's real. I mean, you know, it, it, and, and you, you even looking back at it, look at where that line was crossed. That friendship line was crossed. So were you doing everything you were supposed to do? Or you, were you, you know, kind of cutting corners because we friends like, no, I yeah. want the same thing that you would give to another person that was paying you. And, yes. and and right now, I'm all for collaborations in terms of, you know, uh, us getting paid and us working. But right now, I don't want to really work with anybody that's not getting paid unless that's our agreement that we're both making um, yeah. in terms of, um, just in terms of, of us, us moving forward. I don't ever want to work for somebody that say, well, that he, you know, got all this and did, I helped and I put that, uh, and I did this and I did that. And, and mm-hmm. that wasn't our agreement. So yeah. now you blasted me because you didn't say what you really wanted or what your intentions <laughs> were. Bingo. People, literally people will mm-hmm. sit there I know. and not- People will sit there and not tell you what they're comfortable with. They will sit there and like say, yeah, cool, that, got it. Day of, come negative as hell. And mm-hmm. then be like, well, you, I don't do this and I don't do that and I don't do this. And it's like, well, if you would have just communicated that, then we could have worked it out. But right. I'm not going to sit here and take that. But now it's, it's on you now to initiate that conversation yeah. because people, but I'm telling you, even in doing that, even after getting the contract, people mm-hmm. will still have intentions that they hide from you. Yeah. Whether it be using your clout to get to this person or using mm-hmm. this opportunity to say they did this. So people are still going to do that. That's why a contract is very necessary. And I regret in many situations not getting contracts because yeah. It has cost me, most times it's cost me money. And you know, as an artist, every dollar counts, even Mm -hmm. long-term, every dollar counts. So putting yourself in a situation where you're ridiculed, that'll go away after a while. People stop talking about it. But when you're missing chunks of your money and chunks of your time, you can't get that stuff back sometimes. Literally, that's what I'm about to say. Not even, it's not even just about the money. It's about time. Like not because it wasn't just me in that project there was other people they're looking at me like oh why my time with her and it's like it's not even Mm -hmm. like i appreciated the time it was just the back end of that project 
was way more uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I'm consuming than just yeah. So but, but better you learn the lesson now than when it's millions of dollars in the mix. Yeah, and, and then you and you being sued. <laughs> yeah, it's to just, you know, say I love you, but I'm gonna have to love you from afar yeah. and appreciate no. your work for me. I appreciate the creativity that you brought to me during the time that we did, but you know. And you you know when I I really learned that lesson coming out of college mm-hmm. because the whole purpose I tell people this all the time the whole purpose of this show was supposed to be for the people who I went to college with mm-hmm. and doing business with friends it was like uh, didn't we make an agreement and they like well no that's that was all you I'm dead and I I remember being left with a radio show the first couple months like am I really doing this by myself? Like, but having to then put on my head and say, well, what do I want out of this? And not letting the momentum stop because somebody Mm -hmm. didn't take it seriously or somebody Mm -hmm. wanted to come in and leave out and do what Mm -hmm. they wanted to do and Mm -hmm. then let you do all the work. So uh, I learned that then, but it really has been a, a hard lesson moving forward because you don't really know who's there for you. And who's there for their own personal intentions. That's what makes this journey harder. Yeah, especially when uh, don't I would just say for whoever's watching, don't agree to something that you're really not okay with. (laughs) Just don't. Mm, mm, Just to get done what you need to get done. Yeah, because what's for you is not going to miss you. Like, you're not going to need the person that you really don't want to work with. Like, Mm. your mind later on would was for you so don't agree especially in this entertainment business like it's just it's not worth it to just be working with somebody you really don't want to work with or doing things that you really don't want to do like put the work in and do what you want to do because it's going to be more fulfilling for you that's all how does it feel to have these lessons learned right now i know sometimes it could be hard but how does it feel for you having these lessons learned right now um i feel I'm grateful for them because I am mm-hmm. a mother. Like I'm, I'm, I'm learning the hard stuff while my daughter is still young. So that mm-hmm. I can, but it, it's also painful because I'm such a loving and caring person and I'm a genuine person. What you see is what you get for me. Right. Like, right. so when I find out that people have hidden agendas or hidden like feelings towards me, it mm-hmm. breaks my it took me a very long time to bounce back from the situation I went through. Yeah. Um, but I realized people who are for you are going to be for you. The universe does not miss the most. The God does not miss. He does not make any mistakes. So if that person mm-hmm. life, um, they'll be there and you won't have to push it. You won't have to have to um, chase yeah. them. Um, or chase that opportunity because what's for you ain't going to miss you. So I'm very grateful for the lessons that I'm making. And even if that leaves me with like me, my daughter and my husband, (laughs) (laughs) because I want to be surrounded by genuine love because that's all I'm going to give is genuine love and respect. Um, And as for is genuine love and respect around me. Um, Anybody that you've ever seen me with or any, friend that I've ever had is because that's genuinely someone that I care about genuinely someone that I love and I just genuinely want people like that around me I've been around fake people all my life I don't like 
I've never been fake. So <laughs> I don't like that. And it's a lot of fake people in entertainment. It's, yes. it's just going to be, you can learn how to say hello to a fake person. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I know how to be cordial to a fake person. I do know how to say hi and bye, but you will never get that close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm right. just, me being an earth sign, me being a Taurus, I just don't, I can't be, be fake. There's nothing, like, I can't even be fake to, to family members. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't sit right with my spirit. Right. <laughs> so, but with that, with that level of realness, you have to mm-hmm. learn how to protect your heart because often when people are that real, they get it the worst. Yeah. Uh, because people they want to dig at that because that's not a normal personality uh, mm-hmm. agreement that people have. But mm-hmm. it, it really is uh, it's a valuable lesson. And it's, I don't want anybody to be hard hearted. You have mm-hmm. to be a genuinely great person. You have to have a heart. You have to have a soul in what you're doing. And if you're choosing not to, hey, mm-hmm. I ain't working with you because I just right. need, I need compassion and I need love in the space. Yeah that energy to be that type of love. But as we come to a close to this situation, um, can you tell us where we can find you at on social media? Where do we send the checks? Where do we, you know, how do we communicate with Whitney? So for all things music, all things Whitney, um, I have three different Instagrams. My main one is I am Whitney Chantel. That's where you can find music, reels, Mm -hmm. YouTube, makeup, all of that there. Um, for my makeup Instagram, it's makeup by wit without the E. Um, and then where you can find like just me in general, um, on my main Instagram, you'll, you'll find like a link tree where you can find all my recent things, like my pictures, Mm -hmm. my, my music, anything like that. Um, so yeah, just, just, I am Whitney Chantel. And like I said earlier, there's two different Whitney's. I am the pop and R&B singer. Then there's a gospel singer, uh, Chantel for me. (laughs) L with the asterisk on top of it, and I am Whitney Chantel. You'll find me under I am Whitney Chantel every time, so don't worry about that. So yeah, okay. So that yeah. that I'm Whitney Chantel. That main page is at the bottom of the screen, yeah. and uh, I always ask this last question. And I rem- I went back actually a couple days ago to listen to what you said those two times, and I could tell where you were in life. Mm-hmm. The first time it was a real scripted answer. The second time I could tell you were coming off of something. Uh, mm-hmm. But this time, what advice would you give to your 17-year-old self? And what, um, I added a portion to it now, what advice, well, what question would you ask to your 100-year-old self? And what advice would you give to your 17-year-old self? Damn, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, and it's what? okay if you don't have an answer because that shows where you are in life. It just shows where you, that you're growing in that moment. What advice would I give to my 17 year old self? I'll start with that. Um, focus on music. Um, love is going to come regardless if you're ready for it or not. <laughs> because smack mm. me in the face. I'm going to send you the link to that first show and just skip ahead to the end because I want you to hear yourself answering that question. Okay. (laughs) Then compared to what you just said just now. Focus on yourself. Hustle. Focus on yourself because it's going to come. And what question would I ask my 100-year-old self? Mm, Dang. How does it feel? (laughs) How does Mm. it feel? 
to conquer mm. how does it feel to be so resilient and how did it how does it feel i don't know just how how is it being and it, and i and i suggest people as a just a writing prompt to ask yourself that question periodically whether it be every six months every year you know every birthday whatever every first of the year um it just it lets you know where you are where you came from and where you're thinking about going and it's not to necessarily change anything but you can if it's negativity in your space or in your energy it comes out in the answer in that question I can't but, wait to hear it do you know exactly what I said <laughs> I, I know it I'm gonna send you the link I'm gonna send you the link um, you can't just but I could, I could just tell the first one was just really, um, it was really scripted. It was okay. really like, I've, I've gone through this media training. I know what to say at this moment, but that was the interview in general. And the yeah. second time you were really like open, you were really yeah. open. You were really honest. And mm -hmm. this time is a great balance of you know, being very professional as you always have been Thank and just you. knowing what you want now. It just sounds mm -hmm. like you are in control Thank and that's, you. that's an honest space to be in. But I would think I tell a lot of people just that that's a question that I ask myself periodically, not just when I'm in a bad space, but just as I check up every birthday, I answer that question on, online and I, you know, write it in my post and I, and I look back and I see what did I write this year and, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm not good at the journaling consistency. So yeah. This is what I, <laughs> this is how I get it out. Um, but I use my notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a lot of like shorthanded stuff. And yeah, I, I get that. So thank you again, uh, Whitney. Anytime, anytime. I'm waiting. I want to see the baby the next time. So next time, oh, have a baby ready. I will. We'll be a little bit older talking, but my husband like picked her up and took her out. So. See, he understands that. He understands the gig. He understands yeah. it. That's great. Great support system. Thank you. So thank you again, um, everybody. Help me say goodbye to. Well, so long because I'll see you again definitely. <laughs> uh, and I'll send you those links this weekend. So so look out for them. The one for this one, check it. Yeah. Okay, well, that's already you. in your uh, Instagram. I already sent that to you. Okay, thank you so 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 much. I'll see you later. Bye. And let me know when to send me the links when the music come out. I sure will. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. So that's Miss Miss Whitney. Um, a lovely young lady. Um, and um, this I always love when people come back and they return and they have a fresh new perspective. I just love having that conversation um, with with them. So this has been the Artist Exchange. Don't forget every Monday and Friday, the Artist Exchange radio show. I'm trying something a little bit different as we move forward, as we close out the year. Um, and that will determine who the guests will be. But so you'll you'll see the post for that. Don't forget every Tuesday, a new episode of the Binge Worthy Podcast will be out. And that's something that I'm trying. I may incorporate that into the show as well. As well. Um, I'm just trying to do different things, trying to expand myself. And we're doing a giveaway. Don't forget about the giveaway. A $100 gift certificate where you can spend it any way you want to. All you have to do is make a purchase from www.bashtopbluejewelry.com. And every person that purchases from, it started on Friday up until the December the 7th at midnight, every purchase will get you one entry into the raffle. And on the 7th, which is a Monday, I'll do the raffle live on air and pick the name out of the hat so everybody know. Um, and then you'll be sent your $100 gift certificate. So 
help me, you know, help me help you, help me help you. And all of the the support is, is very grateful because it's getting me through this, you know, as an artist, as a teacher, you know, thinking about moving forward. This has been very taxing on us as artists. So I'm trying to figure out how to get through this. And I wanted to give a little bit back and, and support people um, in, in any little way that I can. Um, so definitely um, stay locked in for that. Uh, thank you for everybody that tuned in. Please like, share, subscribe to the Big Exposed Radio uh, uh, page, uh, YouTube page, and share this out. Share it to a friend. Share it. Tell a friend. If you want to be my guest, come on on. And last and but not least, if you're looking for a great place to bring your show, definitely stay locked in for that. So I'm excited. Um, we have a new show on, so go to our Big Exposed page, watch all our content, share it, binge watch it, if you will. And this has been Nate, host of the Artist Exchange Radio Show, only on BigExposedRadio.com. Oh,